Right now, there is a lot to consider when selling a home. Home equity is high, housing inventory is down, and interest rates are at an all-time low. But will the uncertainty of current world news drag down the home market? You need answers, and that's why you should call the area's real estate authorities. Sarah and Debbie Reynolds, the Reynolds team with Keller Williams Realty. Just one five-minute call with the Reynolds team will empower you to learn and get options on what will work best for your situation. The Reynolds team have a proven and trusted track record spanning 30 years. Yes, the Wall Street Journal named Sarah and Debbie one of the top real estate teams in the country. Yes, they get their sellers top dollar. And yes, the Reynolds team will guarantee to sell your home at list price, or they'll pay the difference. Don't risk losing your home's equity. Get your questions answered by real estate experts. The Reynolds team at 800-930-1197. 800-930-1197 and online at DebbieHasTheBuyers.com. Fresh. New. Music. Now, it's Add This with Beata and Connor. Add This Podcast. We're back, guys. Um, this week, it's pretty easy. We're talking about the new music, stuff that's coming up. And we've got some amazing social stuff, including Miss Swifty's stalker. How, how does he get into the house? I don't know, but we'll get into it. And then we're also going to talk about the secret Jonas Brothers show yesterday in L.A. All right, let's get this going. So, Connor, uh, we didn't do this last week. No. Um, Where were you last week? Why, why weren't you available? What were you, you doing? Know, I must have been poolside with a Mai Tai... Taking in some sun. Really? In Hawaii. Yeah, that's wow, what I must have been doing. Wow, look at you fancy pants. But what, what about you? What, what were you up to? Um, I also was laying out by a pool. Uh, I had a beer in my hand, <laughs> uh, chasing my kid. But I also could have also been in Hawaii myself. We're fancy. If, if anybody cares, we did a, uh, the little perks of radio, we did a, an amazing <laughs> uh, broadcast at the new, not new, I think it's what, seven years old now, but the... Yeah. Disney Alani Resort in Hawaii. All right. Well, let's let's get into some music. So since we missed last week, we we have to catch up. Number one, which should be on everybody's playlist right now. If you they're not on your playlist, you're living under a rock. Jonas Brothers, sucker. I obsessed. Of course, I'm obsessed right now. But the thing is, when I heard that the Jonas Brothers were reuniting, I was happy because I love the Jonas Brothers. I was a huge fan. But also, oh, he loves the Jonas Brothers. He left a charity event yesterday so he uh, could go to the secret show that, that we'll be talking about. <laughs> uh, was almost like, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to go and cover this. And I was like, oh, you don't need to cover this charity event that we've been doing for the last 13 years. No, you need to just run off. We got it covered. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything seemed great. Mm-hmm. If you go take a look. Listen, we're covering all of our bases here. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Jonas Brothers reunion, of course, I was excited about it. But I don't know if you remember the last time it all fell apart. It was like the family was had so much turmoil. There were disagreements between the brothers. And so I didn't know how this was how if this was going to be like a short kind of term thing where they're going to come back with a couple songs or if it was for the long haul. And it seems as if. It is for the long haul. They're going to be working on some projects. They told Ryan uh, Seacrest when they came over here, they were working on like 40 different songs or something like that. Yeah, I already, I've already heard like six of them. Oh, okay. And they're great. But I was actually at the after party, their after party. Okay, first off, who can shut down Craig's? I don't, if you're not from LA, there's this bougie, I shouldn't say bougie. It is a very nice steakhouse here in Los Angeles. If 
there's like no windows, no anything. So it's a big celebrity spot. Usually there's paparazzi out front because there's some celebrity in there. They closed down Craig's. So I was at the charity event, so I couldn't go to the concert. So they're like, well, come to, we're going to have, we're just going to have dinner after you should just come to dinner. So I was like, okay, sure. I'll come to dinner. I'm thinking I'm coming to dinner and they have a table of like 20 people and they're having a dinner at a restaurant. I get to the front door. I get there. So I'm leaving the charity thing. It's 11. The dinner started at, it was supposed to start at like nine, but I heard they didn't get there to like closer to like nine thirty ten. I get to the door. There's a security guard at the door. Like, excuse me, I'm sorry. There's a private party. And I was like, uh, I think I was supposed to be here for this, but I was confused because he wouldn't even let me in the door of Craig's. And he's like, well, do you have the wristband? I'm like, the wristband? And all of a sudden, I, one of the managers saw me and like just grabbed me. They're like, oh, she's with us. She's with us. And I walked. They closed down Craig's. So- it was a private Jonas party at Craig's. So I'm, I'm, I don't know how any of this works. So if you are a celebrity and you want to get a restaurant, do you just call ahead and say, hey, we're the Jonas Brothers and would like to have your establishment for the night? Or do you have to pay them and say, hey, we're just going to... Oh, they're paying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, no, they're paying. Yeah. They're not just getting it. But me and you can't call and say, <laughs> I want to close down Craig's for the night and pay for it. I think, you know, you have to know somebody who knows yeah. somebody. But Craig's is tied into the mute. Like, there's people that are, like, tied in. It's like a whole... Like, the oh, owners okay. and stuff. It's kind of tied into music and stuff. So, but, yeah, just little side note they closed down craig's last night well honestly and they were very happy they seemed happy they deserved to have had an amazing dinner for the show that they put on at the el rey theater um this secret los angeles show that was trending number one for kiss in los angeles for like the entire day which was crazy okay i've never had so many and you guys too but how many random people uh, out of nowhere did you get text messages from they're like hey buddy friend um yeah for, i had former interns that i had text me out of the blue hey how's it going if you have any extra jonas brothers tickets would you mind sending them my way i'm like no i don't have any extra jonas brothers tickets to like to i don't even you. know your name <laughs> Yeah, but um, the show was amazing. They did all of their old hits um, from their last career era, and then they also ended with Sucker. They didn't do any new music besides that. Um, I think they wanted to make sure because it's not out yet. And even though they took phones, I heard they took phones, but even though they took phones, I think they wanted to still be kind of protective of what they've got coming out. So what was the purpose of this show? So it wasn't something that people could buy tickets to. You had to win your way in. It was like a promo thing from the label. Uh, it was just like a, I think it's a little mix of everything. It's like a, there's a lot of industry people in the house. So you had a lot of, there was radio, actual radio station, uh, personalities and, and people and decision makers. There was decision makers for, um, other streaming services, uh, um, buyers and bookers for TV shows. So we had a bunch of those kind of tastemakers in the room and then they weren't selling tickets. So then to fill out the room, they get, ended up giving tickets to radio stations to give away for fans. All the fans that were there were crazy, nuts, super fans. Hanging on every word, jumping up and down. They we know you and Tanya everything. were there, yes. We know you and oh, Tanya yes. were there. Me, me, Tanya and I, so we were driving back from this charity event, and Tanya put like the pedal to the metal <laughs> driving through LA <laughs> on these like twists and turns. I was gripping onto the side of her car. Um, we ended up pulling up. We got there fine. Like we got to see the show. Um, but yeah, it was in a, it was amazing. And I can't imagine how this next 
tour run is going to be for them just based on that show it's they're going to sell out they're going to be yeah. selling out stadiums quickly well what did you think of the song when you first heard it i loved it immediately you immediately loved it. okay they actually it's funny going back to the party last night so their a and r uh this amazing woman wendy when i heard the stuff they played a bunch of songs and i was like sucker's a no-brainer you have to go with sucker and she's like are you sure i'm like sucker is the no-brainer you have to go with sucker and it was so funny because tedder with ryan tedder was there and so i walk up and she literally she's like and that's the girl who picked the single and i was like <laughs> i don't know if i was necessarily the girl that picked it and everybody's like no no she's the one she was in the studio and it was like kevin was there and nick and they're all like yep she's the one that called it and i was like oh my gosh i'll take it okay guys sure so I'll when can it. they run you your check yeah right <laughs> well i was like guys i didn't do anything i just told you what song i like best I've just been doing this for 20 years. I'm like, that sounds like a good radio song. I, so, but, mm. little secret, I think they're coming to play a couple more songs this week. Or next week. They're coming to play. So they're Not the boys, but oh, the people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be um, perched outside your office with an empty glass cup waiting to hear that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, again, here's Sucker. So good. It's, it's streaming number one. It was selling number one. The consumption for this is huge. People are excited. They're happy that these guys are back. We're happy they're back. Welcome back. Uh, and we're definitely going to have to get them back to the station to do a ton more stuff because everybody is so excited. Yes, please. All right. Song number two today is one of your favorites. She is one of my not, favorites. This song is not, not one of them. my He's favorites. I'm happy with this one, guys. <laughs> Ava Max, so am I. What, what, why don't you tell us about this, uh, Connor? So, pop girls, through the history of pop music, a lot of, you know, the way that they connect with their fans is they, they market themselves as, you know, an individual. I am someone that's, you know, I'm a, I'm a different kind of person. I'm a quirky kind of person. I can relate to you. This song, just see, in the way that the music video is, the way that the lyrics are in this song, it just screams to me, it's like a money grab. It's like, it's disingenuine. Oh. Very disingenuine. And I, oh, I, I have some points wow. to back it up. Wow. So, so hold on. Before yeah. you get into disingenuine, so wh- which part of the song are you... Let's let's get a little bit of this song going underneath us so people can hear a little bit. Is it the whole thing? Is it the hook? Or, wh- In totality. You? The entire Okay, the entire so song. let's... Uh, so here, here it is. She's just talking about being a misfit right now. She's talking about it. Does she exemplify it? okay so here's here's my main problem so in the lyrics she's basically saying you know if you're you, if you're a dark and twisted person if you're a different person listen don't worry about it so am i but in the music video it's her and a bunch of conventionally attractive model dancers doing choreography it's, it's just not very this the song's message and what she's doing in the music video it's not very it's not connected and then it it, that makes it seem like it's disingenuine to me whereas you look at someone like alessia cara who puts out a song like scars to your beautiful with a very similar kind of meaning in you know song lyric and the video comes out and the video is showing off all different so you're saying she's inauthentic inauthentic yes that's this for this specific song i don't think she's inauthentic as an artist i think she's a very talented artist I really like Sweet But Psycho. And also another thing, this song sounds exactly like Sweet But Psycho. It's by the same producer, but which is leads my question to you. Right. 
when an artist puts out a song that becomes a smash like sweet but psycho did and the label and the team are trying to figure out the next song to come out after that is it is it like a strategy to put out a song that sounds exactly the same no well here's the thing so i don't think that so am i is an actual single so remember so what a lot of these artists do because consumption of music is different nowadays so back in the day Mm -hmm. it was a single uh the single comes out that's the one that's being worked to radio that's the one the music video is coming out for it's it's one song that is the song that song comes out it gets worked it gets worked all the way to number one until the song dies and then they come out with the next song and then so on and so forth but Mm -hmm. not until the other song is dead Nowadays, especially with streaming services and everything else, there's still the radio singles, which are the ones that usually will get the syncs and all that stuff, which means they're tied into like a commercial mm-hmm. or something. You have those songs because those take a while. So once a song gets on radio, it's, it kind of turns into a monster. It lives there forever. It becomes like super, super massive appeal. However, then the actual like Ava Max fans like you'll burn through sweet but psycho in a couple mm-hmm. weeks and you're like i'm ready for the next something from ava so what artists are doing now is they'll be putting out these secondary tracks that might Got not it. be a main track that they want to like actually work and like push and put like money behind it and promo and all that stuff behind and they'll just put it out and be like just for the fans just kind of to feed the fans to kind of feed the beast in a way if that makes sense but they could turn out what sometimes happens is then they'll do and they're like oh let's put this song out and the consumption on the streaming services is so high. And then, or like they do a video, they want to do a video. They like the song and they want to do a video with it also. And then like the views on the video are super high. The consumption's really high. And they're like, oh, well, maybe this should be the next single. So sometimes that happens, but sometimes they'll just throw out songs. Like Chainsmokers do it all the time. Hmm. If you notice, Chainsmokers will drop a song every six to eight weeks. A new Chainsmokers. And it might not be the single for radio, but it's a new song that they just dropped got it yeah well i mean check out the video she, she put out the video uh to this song super recently too um and let me know what you think but i don't know it's just it seems disingenuine to me this entire thing it's like they're trying to appeal to this audience of you know the people that feel left out but it's not exactly servicing them in a genuine way well consider yourself served by connor Miss Ava no i mean Listen, I think she's great. I like Sweet But Psycho. I think she has, she's starting the foundation it's okay. of a it's great okay. career. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to backtrack. It's I might have to see her around this building one day. So I'm trying it's, to. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll just go on to the next song. Okay. So for our third song of the week, it's actually one of my faves. I had JoJo premiere it last night on uh, his 9 at 9. But it is Marshmallow. And he's working with churches on this one. I love churches. It's so good, right? It's yeah. uh, here with me. It's a fantastic little ditty. Um, I'm going to just kind of play it in the background. I mean, look at that. Listen to that voice. I mean, oh, I love Churches so much. So good. Churches is so good. So what I love about the DJ stuff is Mello can drop this song with Churches that sounds like this. And then he can go work with a hip-hop artist and drop another song that is completely different and drop both songs at the exact same time. And they're worked and they can be worked. It's almost like there's no artist separation because even though he is the artist, they're completely different sounds. It's different vocalists, different instrumentals. Like, 
I love it. Yeah, and the Marshmallow is one of those producers who, like, he is pretty versatile, whereas you might find someone like like Zed, who is so great at doing those, like, crazy dance, like, EDM tracks. But right. I don't know how he would sound doing, like, a song with Drake or right. someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 definitely... I don't know. Mel- Mellow's definitely got the the market lock, but he the great thing about Mellow is he works with so many people. Do you know what the funny thing about Mellow is? His helmet. No, not just the helmet, but the fact that and the the person, Mr. Me- we'll call him Mr. Mellow. So Mr. Mellow, for as popular as he is, you know he can walk into a Starbucks. And order a drink and nobody knows who he is. He can actually walk into his own concert. And I would say 90% of the people would have no clue it was actually him. Mm. Because of the helmet. If Sia would have stuck to her thing, she would be the same way. No, she wouldn't have because Sia was actually out before Sia tried not being out. That's true. Because I used to go to House of Blues concerts and I saw Sia. Like she'd do this whole shtick. And she'd open gifts on stage and like people would give her gifts. And she was, before she got super popular, she was brilliant. Like she would sell out House of Blues, but it was see it. Like you could actually see her. Mellow, Mr. Mellow, on the other hand, you've never seen him. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually funny to me. I was, I think it was last year he was doing the shrine. And we were in a, a room like in the backstage area. And he was just sitting there on his computer, just working away, doing some stuff. And people were just walking through. And you know there was people, if they would have known who he actually was or what he looked like, they would have been all over him. Because it was very like an L.A. kind of crowd in mm-hmm. that room. You could tell it was like friends of friends. or Nobody paid any attention to him. Wow. No attention. He's got it worked out. Right? Yeah. Not only are you, can you get like three or four songs on on the radio at the exact same time because they all sound different and they're different artists. But you can also go to McDonald's. I wonder wh- how his reaction is when people do recognize him on the streets. Or I, bet you it's a, I bet you he's excited because it's like a novelty thing to him. Like, mm-hmm. oh, sure, I'll take a I'll take a pic with you. But Wait, I wonder does if he, he do t- photos. I don't know if he. this is the I don't know. That's actually as I was saying. And I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, so I wonder if he's like, hey, sorry, I don't really do photos. Interesting. We'll have to. I don't know. I guess ask him the next time he's in, but then see how we can interpret his sign language mm-hmm. response do you know we were the first people I, I like to brag about us you know we were one of the first people to do the sign language stuff because he didn't do interviews when he first started coming out last year at edc is what started all the interviews oh that's awesome because he didn't do like any really like interviews interviews mm-hmm. and we at we were like well we got to come up with something and we did the thumbs up thumbs down game with him and that's kind of what started him doing awesome. those types of interviews you're welcome world you're welcome <laughs> all right all right, so those are our three songs that you have to add to your playlist this week. And then a couple honorable mentions really quick that you may like or may not. Uh, Juice World Fast is one of my faves right now. Definitely uh, give that a listen if you like uh, Juice World. Khalid, my bad. Khalid can't miss right now. He is on fire. Uh, we also like to call him Mini EJ because they look identical. Do they? EJ? I, never, I don't really see it. You don't see it? No. Are you kidding me? No. They have totally different hairs. Well, now that you mention it. See? Yeah, they yep. do They do kind of look pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. All right. Um, and then Pink, Walk Me Home, mm-hmm. which I, I you have that face. What, what's your 
you, you uh, have a comment on this one. What what is the co- what? Pink. Are you a hater? I'm not a hater. I guess it's just. You know you're a hater when you go. Oh. <laughs> you do it every time and then you hate. You you, you know that's your tell. Pink has, I would say, this last album, and maybe even a little bit before that, has lo- lost her luster for me. It seems like everything that's been because she's not angry anymore. That must be what it is because everything she's putting out is just like, you know, they're good songs. They're nice. You put, put them on the radio, you turn them up. It's like, you can just kind of vibe to it. But to me, her music doesn't have any like statement or angst or like, you she's know, not, she's happy. Can you leave the woman alone? She's happy in her marriage. <laughs> she's happy with her kids. Do something. Because she's just happy. You can leave the woman alone. If you look back to like stupid girls or her misunderstood, misunderstood album where she puts out, just like a pill or you know those songs she it's you can feel something there she has something to say because she was going through some stuff yeah and then now it's like let a woman be happy all right it's international women's day let a woman be happy stop your hate (laughs) i mean it's a good song but i just i I want oh stop it stop it you're done i'm cutting you off no more no more hate on pink all right no more hate All right, here's uh, new music coming up, music we're excited for. Okay, first thing for the Jackson Wang fans who were waiting today anxiously to hear him sing. It's not happening. Uh, We just got word from the label that the date has been pushed back uh, to March 18th. What are... Which is weird. It's a Monday, so I don't know, but I don't know if that's like a what they're doing or how they're doing it, but we'll keep you abreast. Um, but as soon as we know, we will let you know. So yeah, sorry, the Jackson Wang fans, a little sorry. For music releases in the K-pop, Chinese pop world, are they kind of the similar thing where they come out like a Thursday night, Friday kind of They situation? usually do. They'll change the dates if it it's, has to do with something else, whether it's okay. a major now. They were back in the day, like new music always for, used to always come out on Tuesdays. And then they switch it to Fridays. And then now with all the streaming services and just different ways to like put your music out or sometimes they'll do it with radio. Like example, they want to premiere on uh, Seacrest. So they'll release it on a Friday morning at 7 Pacific. So they'll hold everything until 7 a.m. Pacific, which is 10. Mm -hmm. You know, so based on what the plan is, they slightly adjust it. Normal is it goes up Friday at midnight eastern 9 p.m thursday pacific okay is the norm but other stuff just sometimes changes you, for some reason though the k-poppy korean uh china like for some some reason they they tweak with theirs more than anybody else because hmm. i know when um, monster x when we had them at our um wango tango village mm-hmm. they had they were putting out a new song in korean but also they had an english version of that but they wanted to kind of one came out before the other, not at the same time. So I w- is it like market kind of thing? I don't know. It's yeah. not, they just confusing. Pe- people just do stuff whenever the fuck they want to do shit. Sometimes. Do we have a reason why Jackson is? I don't think they back? were just. I think they were just trying to put together an, a bigger U.S. plan, oh. just a global, well, global plan. We wish them luck. Yeah. So, but don't worry, it's coming. It's coming. Um, other new music that just to be on the lookout for. Um, I know Diplo is in the studio right now. I can't say with all the artists that he's working with. But he's definitely working with some amazing, amazing artists. And that's all going to be 
we'll be able to talk about that soon, which will be great. So those Diplo fans know that uh, he is in the studio working his okay. butt off. I have some questions. I don't know how much you can answer about this. Mm-hmm. Do is th- is he working on? So this is a project under Diplo's name himself because he has Major Laser. He does all of his other. It's things. all of them. He's working on a ton he's of stuff, a ton and, of and stuff. it can come out under any of it. Got it. He's working so, on a bunch of stuff right now. So he's just kind of in work mode. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific Diplo solo kind of project we can look forward to? Yes. Yes. It's just. Just him. trust me. Diplo is about to drop all kinds of stuff that just. Uh, but in different areas that he's just on, he's going to be on fire right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, you know what? That That's satisfies good. my Perfect. questioning. I love it. Um, <laughs> there's also a new girl. It probably should have been on the last segment, but there's a new girl, um, DeLacy. She's named DeLacy. She has a song out called My Man. Brand new girl, uh, signed to Hitco. Song just randomly came out yesterday. Go check it out. It's It's pretty amazing. Okay, I'll take a listen. Yeah. I know the only thing I know of Hitco is Dinah Jane signed to them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um, Sierra is on them. Oh, and okay. now J Lo is on them also. J Lo? Yeah. J- wow. Breaking news, J Lo's on Hitco. Yeah. We I need to get a Dinah Jane and J Lo collab. Ooh, look at that. I loved I loved Dinah Jane's uh bottled up song. Didn't really, you know, well. take off that much, but you know, I'm here supporting her. You are a supporter. I love it. Go Hitco. All right, perfect. Um, what else is coming up? I'm trying to think of all the stuff that I can say that I maybe can't say, but I should say. Hmm. Stenage. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but you know Stenage? Yeah. We had him in for, um, Kiss Next Up. He's got a song. I'm not going to say the title because I'm not allowed to say it. Wow. It's wow. Wow. Is it wow in terms of his singing or wow in terms of the production? Um, everything. Because he can sing. It's, he's he's a great singer, he, and he's got a crazy fan base. Yeah, like his fan base is like artists. Wow. Like he was, I think, at a Grammy after party, hers, her after party, and like they're like, get on the piano or like they, people love him to perform, like artists. Wow. I think like Beyonce is a huge fan. Like he's got like Beyonce. Yeah, I think he's got like crazy fans that are like superstar artists that love him. Yeah, he's he's but he's also the sweetest guy in the world. He needs to get Beyonce on a song, right? I think it's Beyonce. It was, was there's some like somebody mentioned that was like some random huge artist that he's in love with. Hold on, what others? Oh, totally random. Hmm. Rixton changed their names to uh, Push Push Baby? Baby. Push Baby. Push Baby. Yeah, I think they have a new song that's not out yet. That one's good. Okay. It it's got a it's got a cool vibe to it. Um kind of reminded me of almost like a panic at the disco type song oh yeah it was actually it's really good it's supposed to come out this summer um or not even the summer i think in like a couple weeks which i'm excited to hear um yeah i'm trying to think of because i troll all the blogs and new music forums really things have been pretty quiet it has music's been kind of quiet but hey who cares? We've got uh, an entire Ari album to get through, so just make some room for the queen. Make some room for All right, time to get into the social stuff. I this I I feel this episode is going really quick, but it's actually not. We're at like thirty something minutes already. Oh my gosh! Well, well there not was actually thirty twenty something, but we're yapping away. There was a lot of 
general craziness going on in the world of music online and social media. I mean, we don't really have to go into it, but the whole Michael Jackson thing, the documentary series. That's crazy. Have, so what are, your, what are your thoughts? Have you watched it? Yes. I've watched it too. Um, I, I kind of believe it. I, I'm leaning. Same. I'm leaning towards the. And don't get me wrong. I, I think there's a skew to every side of everything. But uh, sorry, Jojo. Um, oh, I've talked with him about this too. I've, I, he was the first person. Jojo Wright, huge Michael Jackson fan. He was the first person I went to after I watched this documentary because. What do you say? He. So I don't want to, you know, throw his opinion out there like that. But he. He's because for so long he was defending Michael Jackson. But he said this documentary has him second guessing, which this documentary goes pretty in depth with what they're saying he did to them. And it makes sense, like kind of Of psychologically, because I always look at stuff. I try try to go past what's on the surface and Mm -hmm. be like, what, why would somebody at this age or what would they get out of it? Or why wouldn't they back at the day? And it kind of makes sense that. And now just having a, a kid, because, you know, I have a little one. It changes your perspective on life. And them saying that they now have, or at least I know one of them has a kid that's the same age. I think both of them. Oh, both yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Now has a, a child that this is the same age that they were when kind of this stuff happened. That it kind of brings back memories. And there was actually, I was, I was watching something. It was like a psychologist. Like, that's actually true. Like, it, it kind of, like, mm-hmm. triggers you to, like, go through some stuff. And now you have to, like, fix it. So... That kind of makes sense. Did you ever meet Michael? I did not. Anyone in the family? Janet. Janet? Mm-hmm. She's, I was, oh, I guess uh, You met her too. Right. Why, why are you compl- asking I completely, me? I completely forgot we did that whole ASMR thing. She was super sweet. She, but she's, but, it's not like, okay, I guess really what I'm asking you is when, when people like Janet Jackson come through, I'm working with her on a professional level where right. it's like, hey, Janet, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And she's super sweet. But, like, you sometimes have a little bit more of a conversation with people. Right, right. So uh, have you had that experience with Janet? I didn't get to talk to her like that. No. She's she's always been quiet. She's always been super mm-hmm. quiet, super shy. Just, hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Anything else I can do? Like, literally, that's all you get. Wow. Paris Jackson, Michael's daughter, is posting on social media about it, saying that it's all lies. Um but it's got to be hard. So first, it has to be hard. Yeah, it's it's your that's your dad, and no matter, not no matter, but if your dad is doing some stuff and if saying it's true, you're not gonna know as a child as his child. And he was probably very loving to his children, and mm-hmm. so like his view, and especially because they were so young when he did pass away, it's it, it's hard whether it's true or it's not. Like there's somebody saying something about your father, and you only know your father in the one light that you know your father. So it's hard either way. It's either it was hidden from you. And so the only way you know your father is as this amazing person. And so people, you know, throwing rocks at that are are shattering your belief at your father. Or he was this amazing person. And people, what they're saying is just trying to make him, you know, break him down. So it's like as as a kid, like I feel bad for the the two little ones. Two, three, three. Three. I feel bad for him. Oh, yeah. Blank blanket. Um, Blanket slash Paris. No, Blanket and Paris are different. Yes, they're different. And then, I'm sorry, it's Prince. Prince, that's it. Prince, Paris, and Blanket. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. There are celebrities speaking out about it. 
Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah have taken the side of the victims. Sia has spoken out in support of the victims. But then there are also people that were close to Michael speaking out saying that it's not true, like Macaulay Culkin um, and Corey Feldman. I think he also came out and said Michael Jackson wouldn't didn't do anything to him but you know that doesn't really discount what these two people in the documentary are saying and what they are claiming is that it, all this stuff happened in between close quarters of them and michael like no one else would have been there to right See know it. that um but yeah so that's definitely been something crazy on social media a lot of people talking about that and also uh r kelly r kelly what 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 is that's just turning into <laughs> an absolute oh Look, somebody's holding flowers. What is he doing? Oh, someone has a gift for you. I, I don't. This can't be for me. There's too many flowers. Oh. Oh, hello, Kurt from Interscope hello. Records. Welcome on? to our podcast. International Women's Day. Oh, it's oh. so sweet. Plus, and Sam Fender, who I want you to meet a little bit. Oh. Right. Happy podcasting. Thanks. How sweet <laughs> of so Kurt. Sweet. These look freshly picked. Yeah. For okay. you. <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, thank you. Well, right. um, R. Kelly. That's just a whole mess. Oh. Okay, so you know he's been doing some stuff. Like he, that guy's creepy. He basically said it in the interview with Gail, where she was like, she was talking about the girls that he allegedly had trapped up in a sex dungeon or whatever. Right. And then he's like, the dad sold me them, and Gail was like, what? <laughs> He admitted that he said that the father sold, I guess is the term he used, right. the two girls to him, which is, that's not, you can't no. do that. That's human trafficking. Right. And he basically said it. And then Gail was like, are you an older man that likes younger women? And he didn't say no. He said, I'm an older man that likes all women. Okay. Red so, flag yes. number 3076 right there. Yeah, he's going to go. He's And he was just arrested again. Um, yeah, you want to talk about somebody that you've been around that's creepy? He's creepy. Wait. Well, okay, wait. So wait, what is... Okay, I need to know the details. What? What? When When did this happen? What? Uh, my whole career... Like, I've been around. Like, we've run into our... I used to work for Jive. Oh, his remember? label. Oh, yeah. yes. Hello? So... Hello? It was just awkward. He okay. didn't do anything crazy or, like, I didn't see anything like... But it, you want to talk about a person that when you're around that's that's a a weird vibe and just awkward and you're just like something is mm -hmm. off 100 percent. wow mm -hmm. so it's the energy oh it's a it's a bad energy but i yeah. i believe it but the one thing that caught me which i thought was interesting which uh that gail didn't catch is when the daughters were like oh my parents were trying to you know blackmail him and do this and do this i was thinking to myself were they really, or did he say that to you to brainwash you against your parents? Maybe. Right? Yeah. Because when they're like, oh, and he said that my parents did this, and my parents did this, and they were trying to do this. Yeah, I would say that too if I was trying to brainwash somebody and trying to get them away from their parents. Yeah. and I mean, It's just the, all, it's all bad. Did you watch Surviving R. Kelly? Yeah. I mean, it's all right there. It's all bad. Yeah. It's all bad. Mm. It's all bad. Do we have anything happy to talk about? Um... <laughs> okay great well i guess uh, this thing could be if you look at it in a certain light it's happy so in a certain light okay so, so it's another another bad one sorry we, guys this is a <laughs> bad podcast for you this week so there's this guy that was um he broke into taylor swift's apartment in new york oh, city that's right, that's right yeah and uh, what is I, first off how do you get in 
You know how much security that woman has around her? Well, do I know how? Yeah, please. Okay, so this is the second time. He got out of jail and I guess took the direct connect train right back to her apartment. (laughs) No, he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. um, So he, it says per the report um, from page six, giving them credit. That he broke into her apartment at 2.20 a.m. He scaled the building. Scaled the building? Using a ladder and then had a brick and smashed her glass patio door. You climbed? You scaled the building with a brick in your hand? Yeah. Spider-Man here? What, yeah, what is happening? seriously. And then he smashed the um. And where does he get an, a, a ladder? What is it, New York? He's just know. walking around with Home a ladder? Depot? Maybe. Yeah, there's maybe no Home Depots in like New York, New York, where her house is. Yeah, he smashed the window and I don't think was... he got on the subway with a ladder. Oh no, I don't know how he got there. But oh. he he the police came and snatched him up. Taylor wasn't there at the time of the incident. <laughs> but back in um April two thousand eighteen, that's when he broke in for the first time while Taylor Swift was away. And not only did he break in, but he took a shower and slept in her bed. <gasps> so that's crazy. Imagine I... you're Taylor Swift and uh, A, I'd be like um, my people, please remove the bed. Yeah, from my house. Burn that thing. Yeah, remove it. I need, I need new furniture. Yeah, and uh, he, you know, was taken back, uh, back up, and he's been sentenced to ten years probation. I don't know what if that's it, what really going to. What is probation going to do? Right, he's just he's gonna crazy. Run right back up the the wall in the building. So who knows? Um, but the good light, the good angle of this story could be reported at as is that you know he's back in custody for right now crazy i swear to god people are crazy people are freaking crazy yes and then um, can we end on a happy note yes we can will, we can we can we talk about something happy international women's day Aww. an amazing holiday um there are amazing women that work here at kiss fm yourself included oh, thank you thank you and it, it it's a great great work environment and then i love that whenever this holiday comes around like we not Every day we should be celebrating, you know, Me? people in the yes, workplace. Thank you. Beata. Um, but it's just a great reminder to, you know, reach out to your female coworkers, let them know that they're loved and acknowledged and all that stuff. And also Hopefully artists. Hopefully we get to the point where we don't have to acknowledge the fact right. that we're women and you're acknowledging women. I mean, you would have a better perspective on it than me. Like in your career, as you've been, you went from radio to label, back to radio and everywhere in between. Have there been like, have you had any female mentors that have helped guide you along the way? I have, but I've also, I, the, the music industry is a weird one. You're reading a book. What's the book that you're reading? Oh yeah. So I'm reading a book called anything for a hit. Okay. Yeah. So this book, and and you've come to me with a couple questions. Like, I can't believe this has happened. The industry, this radio music label, it's crazy. And (laughs) it's, it's not the uh, most faint of heart should work in the industry. And it's, it's gotten better over the years. And I got in. Uh, in the 90s, late 90s, um, very young, very young. I'm not that old, but very young in the, the, the late 90s. But it just to see the change from the culture from, say, 99 to 2015 to this year is significant. Wow. I mean, it's it's a really big, significant change and, and, and just a change in the way people look at things. I mean, there was stuff happening in the industry that people didn't even realize was a problem because that's just how it's been. 
And so not that somebody would be doing something to specifically hurt you or say something mm -hmm. to offend you, but that's just how it was and nobody said anything. So it, everybody thought it was status quo and it's just okay. And then all of a sudden, a lot of the Me Too stuff and mm -hmm. all that stuff started coming out and guys were like, oh, I do that. I probably should. Oh, people don't like that. Ooh, oops. And then yeah. a lot of them got fired. Right. And a lot of them got <laughs> fired and a lot of them got caught up. And then some of them didn't, you know, mm -hmm. or, or realized and kind of were like, oh, I actually probably said some stuff or acted mm -hmm. inappropriately, not realizing it. But it's it's really nice, like being in the industry for as long to see such a change. I mean, there's still, again, and, and probably for everybody, it's same thing with, you know, the LGBTQ. Oh, my and God. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's the same thing. But finally, it's like I think in the last couple of years, like people are just really becoming more aware of like how their actions are affecting other people. And just mm -hmm. we're all the same. We're all, you know, kumbaya. So it's it's I think it's coming a long way. There's there's still a lot to go, but it's it's nice. Do you are there any experiences that stand out to you as like when you like something you noticed that was not okay and and you oh, you, you oh, recognize yeah. like in your career like okay like myself moving forward I'm I'm not going to be a part of that. Um I was lucky enough one of my first early mentors was a a male. A guy's name's Orlando and he's actually still the program director in Tampa. But when I started I was, you know, 21 years old. Mhm. Mm and, you know, there, the industry, he almost was like a big brother to me and he would almost cock block everything. Like mm -hmm. he knew how the guys were thinking or like that everybody was literally just trying to sleep with me mm -hmm. and he wasn't allowing it Wow. because he didn't want me to be that girl. And I mean, he would do stuff to the point where it was embarrassing. We were at a, <laughs> I mean, he was like a big brother, but it, at first I was embarrassed by it. And then later on, like, as he kept doing it until I got, until it clicked in my head, mm -hmm. then I appreciated it. But we were at a billboard party. I mean, we were at this mass, it was like 2000, 2001, South Beach, poolside, oh, wow. Interscope is throwing this massive party. It's label, mm -hmm. it's artists, it's A&R, it's other label. Like, it was just a massive party. Well, you shouldn't say massive. It was like about 100 people, but it was like heavy hitter party. He literally gets up on the like the chair at the cabana because everybody's like laying out. There's People mm -hmm. are popping bottles of champagne. I mean, we were having so much fun. He gets up and he's like, and if there's kids listening, you need, might need to pause this and cuss a little bit. <laughs> um, he gets up on the thing and he goes, attention, attention, everybody in the room. I need your attention. I need your attention. For all of you motherfuckers that think you're going to fuck my music director tonight, please take this as your official fucking cock block. Thank you. And got down. Oh, my gosh. I was mortified. So what were what was the reaction of everyone else? Boo. Like, all the guys started booing, <laughs> booing? at him. They, they booed at him. <laughs> Which, getting back to the fact of, you know, like, you can't be. Yeah, that's like crazy right? it was can you imagine if at a label party that happened and someone had their phone and recorded that and oh, yeah. posted it on twitter oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah but so literally that's what he did and i was just so embarrassed and then there was like another time we were in new york and we were at another big you know it was radio mm -hmm. and records convention and we're all staying at the convention until we get back from some show and all of us are like in their lobby and a bunch of guys were going to go up to uh not to be named we're going to go up to their room to play poker mm -hmm. and i was like oh and they're like hey you want to go with this and i was like yeah sure i'll go and or literally orlando grabbed me by the back of the street he's like no you're not you're going back to your room 
And I was like, dude, I'm just going to play. No, you're not. You're going back to your room. And I'm like, fine. And it was like almost like dad. Yeah. And then the next day he literally showed me text messages like, oh, why are you cock blocking? Why are you this? Why are you that? And it's like, then it kind of like, I was like, wow, like he's right. And so he was like this protector. Mm -hmm. And then at one point he was like, listen, he goes, I hate to say this to you, but if you sleep with an artist, a manager or a label person, he goes, here's what's going to happen. You are no longer the music director for this radio station who has these credentials, these credentials, Mm -hmm. runs this, does this, does this. You've now wiped all of that. It's gone. For the rest of your career, you will be known as the girl that so-and-so fucked. Wow. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, no. And then literally had me talk to other women who had made the mistake. Mm -hmm. And they were like, absolutely not. You cannot. Like, this is, like, they view you differently. Like, a guy could go and do whatever. But for a girl, like, you'd be backstage. And then once I got on the label side, I really noticed it. And then I tried to teach, like, the younger women, too. Mm -hmm. And be like, no, no, you can't do that. Because they would literally be, it wouldn't be, oh, my God, that's Beata. Like, Mm -hmm. she she runs Kiss. She does this. She does this. It's, oh, that's the, oh, you know what? She'd fuck so-and-so. Wow. Oh, that's the girl that's so-and-so. So it was like, it. you almost like he taught me to be the opposite. He's like, you almost want to be the girl that they can't get. Mm-hmm. So then you're, oh my God, that's Beata from Kiss. And like, oh man, nobody like, mm-hmm. like, man, I've been trying, I've been trying, I've been trying for years, you know? It's so crazy. Right? Yeah. It's, I mean. But it's it- true. I, I saw it backstage. I saw it, especially when I was like running around like with a lot of the artists and stuff and you're backstage mm-hmm. and you watch these girls come back and it's. You know, they, oh, I'm going to hang out with so-and-so. And and, and like, then um, you're like, ugh. And they literally mm-hmm. treat them like they come in, the guys get what, you know, the guys want, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the groupie girls are gone. And it's just like, man, it's like, it's sad. But that's yeah. that's what happens. And that's, you know, it's oh. like I took it under my role to make sure, like, the younger girls that I was around, mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't do that. Like, yeah, that's this, awesome. is, this is not acceptable. But I had that strong guy. You know, because I didn't have a female at that point. But he, if he would, I mean, he looked out for me. He was like, absolutely wow. not. That's so awesome. Yeah. 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 Man, I got stories for days. <laughs> days. Well, how much time do, do we have left in this <laughs> No, I, I think we're done. We're at 47 <laughs> minutes. I think, I think we're like at 47, 48 minutes. So, but all right. All right. Well, that's, uh, that wraps this one up. You almost get like a, a double just because you didn't get one last week. So. Yeah. Sit back enjoy yeah well enjoyed hope you enjoyed yeah oh if you didn't if you want to listen again enjoy it again yeah repeat we love it (laughs) all right all right guys we'll talk to you next week holla right now there is a lot to consider when selling a home home equity is high housing inventory is down and interest rates are at an all-time low but will the uncertainty of current world news drag down the home market you need answers, and that's why you should call the area's real estate authorities. Sarah and Debbie Reynolds, the Reynolds team with Keller Williams Realty. Just one five-minute call with the Reynolds team will empower you to learn and get options on what will work best for your situation. The Reynolds team have a proven and trusted track record spanning 30 years. Yes, the Wall Street Journal named Sarah and Debbie one of the top real estate teams in the country. Yes, they get their sellers top dollar. And yes, the Reynolds team will guarantee to sell your home at list price, or they'll pay the difference. Don't risk losing your home's equity. Get your questions answered by real estate experts. The Reynolds team at 800-930-1197. 800-930-1197 and online at DebbieHasTheBuyers.com.